rather remarkable thing happened yesterday. You missed it, but you can catch it today. NASA released the first five photographs from the new James Webb Space Telescope. And to say that they are remarkable, impressive, awe-inspiring, are all phrases that don't even begin to do it justice. They, they really don't. I sat here for hours looking at them, to be honest, because they were so intriguing to me. In looking at these photos, you'll see things like colliding galaxies. This picture is actually so big that there are actually five galaxies in it. But I had to cut off two of them to get it to fit on the screen. They're so massive and big, and you can see them colliding. And these are light years, thousands upon thousands of light years away. They are not just these galaxies colliding, but you see the star, if you're looking at the video in the upper right-hand corner, the six-pointed stars couple of them there but everything else that you see behind those are galaxies with hundreds of thousands if not trillions and billions and trillions of stars in them each themselves and these particular galaxies are colliding and pulling each other and you can see the effect of gravity they showed us this incredible picture from the Carina Nebula, where stars are being formed, born right before our eyes. Even though, universally speaking, we're in the era of decline for stars being created. It's still happening. And we see it there. But perhaps the most important photograph that was released was a photograph in which they took the, the Hubble deep field picture which is one of my favorite pictures. If you ever uh, get to see my, my personal cell phone, I don't know if you can see that or not. The Hubble deep field picture is my, is my wallpaper on my phone has been for years because it's so fascinating to me. They took a picture of the same exact coordinates only instead of Hubble, it's James Webb. And they came up with a photograph that is hundreds, if not thousands of times more detailed in ways that just make the universe make sense. And what you see in these photographs is literally as far as we can see. It is literally the edge of everything. And it's utterly amazing. One of these particular photographs that they took, if you zoom in on it, you'll notice that it seems distorted, that things are kind of bent. The galaxies that are redshifting that are far, far away are, 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 are bent and kind of looks almost like they're kaleidoscoping around the center of the, the photograph. That's caused by gravity. That's, the, the, those galaxies aren't really that shape. That's what the, the gravity that's pulling on them pulling on the light has done to it to, to do the gravitational lens, which of course, which is what Einstein predicted would happen. And there it is confirmation of the theory 
of relativity right there. You can see it with your own eyes. I guess for me, when I look at these pictures, what I literally see for me, I'm not saying you have to see this. What I'm saying is that what I see is literally the face of God. I know what I'm looking at is 13 billion years, light years away. 13 billion, if not more, 13 and a half to 14 billion years, depending on who's estimated you, you use. It is awe-inspiring to me to contemplate the universe, to sit here in my little office, my, my, uh, I was sent, I sent Rod and Bill a picture of my hot in my office today. And I'm not embarrassed by it because at least it's clean. It's just cluttered. And to sit here in this little office and think to myself how far away that is, how utterly beyond my ability to comprehend how far away that is, is just, it's not mind-blowing to me because I comprehend it, but it still makes me feel really, really small. When I think about the universe 13 and a half billion years ago, there was that spark. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about the Big Bang. I, I don't care if you don't believe in the Big Bang. I don't care if you think that the, the Big Bang didn't happen. I, I don't care. I don't care what you believe. What I care about is what I believe, what I have come to understand through my own experiences, through my own research, through my own studies, through my own life. 13 and a half billion years ago, the Big Bang, which is the best scientific theory that fits all the observable facts. There may be facts we haven't seen. It's possible. But for the theories and, and, and facts that we have right now, these are the most obtainable, most visual facts that we have. And because of that, the Big Bang makes the most sense. Again, I don't really care if you believe it or not. I really don't. You don't have to. Nobody's saying you have to. What I'm saying to you is that I believe it. I accept it. And yes, it does not interfere with my faith in God. Sorry, it just doesn't. That spark ignited. And 13 and a half billion years later, at least in a relativity universe, here I am. I don't necessarily believe that it was random, because if it was random, then none of this has any meaning at all. I do believe that there was a creator. I do believe that there was someone who caused something that caused the spark. I call that something God. You can call it whatever you want. I don't, again, I'm not, this isn't a theological lesson. But it has been my life contemplating this idea and trying to get it to work with my faith, particularly the faith of my childhood, 
where it seemed like instead of round pegs and round holes, every time I'd ask a question, somebody would hand me a triangular peg and say, here, here's a hammer, force your triangular peg into that round hole and, and deal with it because you have to. Well, it was hard. It really was. And I came to a point in my life where I had to realize that I can't resolve this. And I have to find the best way to, to accept things. And for me, that led me on my path where I ended up. For you, it might be something completely different. I accept that. I understand that. And I do not insist that anyone else believe the way I believe. I do, however, love to look at the stars. I love to go outside, lift my eyes up, and see the stars. I've always been that way. Even as a kid, I used to read astronomy books like they were going out. Of, I'd check them out of the library and read them like they were going out of style. Loved it. The worst thing about being on the submarine, the worst thing about my Navy career, was not crappy food, poor medical care, <laughs> poor dental care. It wasn't long hours. It wasn't being separated from family and friends for months. At a, none of that. The hardest part for me was being underwater meant I couldn't see the stars, couldn't see the sky. In the, mid, the early 80s, mid-80s, I guess, I would regularly take to see with me um, a book because it was so um, meaningful to me. That book was Cosmos by Carl Sagan, and I consumed that book. My original copy of that book, which I still have in storage somewhere, Every page is marked and every page is thread, you know, worn thin. And I would read that book and just pretend that I could be topside looking at the stars. And I guess for me, you, you add into that the, the way that I had looked forward all my life since I had learned about it. And I think it was fourth grade, Mrs. Shaner's class, Haley's Comet. So looking forward to Haley's Comet for all those years. And then when the time came, I was underwater and I didn't get to see Haley's Comet. I used to, I used to joke a lot with people who know me well that the pinnacle of evolution, the purpose of creation was obviously to produce me. I, I know it sounds, it was a joke, folks. I didn't, I didn't really mean that I'm that conceited about things. I w- wasn't that serious about it, but I, but I would say that because to me, it's kind of funny to think about it that way. And to me, it was kind of funny to think about it in those terms. And then 12 years ago yesterday or day before yesterday, I guess, came Ben. Ben entered into my life. And all of a sudden, all of those galaxies made sense in a different way to me. Do you understand how many stars, big stars, bigger than our sun, were born, lived their life of billions of years, and then died in violent explosions? to create the material, the physical atoms 
that make up Ben? If, if you don't want to think about it that way, think about how many stars had to die to make up you. Just the iron in your blood. Do you realize that iron will instantaneously kill a star? As soon as a star fuses iron, it dies. And that iron goes straight into your blood. Well, not quite straight, but you, you get the idea. All of this contemplation to me is fascinating. I love it. I love the universe as, as a place of beauty and as a place of creation. It is something that I know I'll never get to see all. But I just know that it has to have some meaning. And I have struggled with that meaning. You probably have too. We've all probably at some point said, what does all this mean? Many of us find that meaning in our faith. Others find it in other things. But for those of us who find it in our faith, it becomes a focal point. And many years ago, when I was born, my parents were at that time third generation members of the Salvation Army along with my grandparents and my uncle and his family and friends beyond count. And I was raised in a certain faith and a certain belief system that I don't criticize, not complaining about, but never made sense to me. I couldn't make it work. And I struggled with that. I struggled with that to the point where I went to seminary in that faith, thinking to myself incorrectly that somehow I would learn something there that would help me to make this work. Well, long story short, I never did learn that. What I did learn is that God speaks to different people in different ways. And he began, I believe, to guide me in a different direction a direction that today has filled me with great joy, great energy, and an understanding that I never would have gotten had I stayed with with where I was. It wasn't that my faith ceased. I didn't stop believing what I had always believed because I really didn't believe it. That was the problem. My parents, on the other hand, have spent their entire lives living their lives in the service of God through the Salvation Army and doing so in a way that reflects what they believe. And in the past few weeks, as my father has begun to rapidly decline, in fact, I was informed about 10 minutes before I started recording, he was going back to the emergency room in what appeared to be an insulin shock uh, pre-coma, I guess. I have not heard how he's doing since then. By the time you watch this, I'll probably know. But right now, as I sit here, I don't know. My baby sister, who I've talked about many times, continues to linger in hospice care. 
and my mother who is dedicated her entire life to these two people, her husband and my youngest sister is, well, in the words of my brother, who's there, she's slipping, her gears are slipping. And from one minute to the next, she can't really remember what's going on. I guess she tried to drive to the, to the hospital a couple of weeks ago and got lost a block from the house. And I've watched this happen, and I've had this conversation with my father last week about you can't reject what you've believed now. And it seemed to me at the moment that he was. It seemed to me that he was complaining that why do I have to, why does this have to happen? Why do I have to live like this? And why do I have to be tormented this way? And I wondered about that for a long time. I did. I, I thought about it. And for the first time in my 58, almost 59 years, I kind of yelled at my dad last week. Never done that before. And I told him, I said, you don't get to do that. You don't get to live your whole life saying you believe something. And then when it's time to actually believe it, say, mm, well, maybe not. In many ways, he's become the worst version of an older adult person. He's become very depressed, very in and out of lucidity. And I told my wife yesterday, I said, in, in most ways, and those of you who know me well will understand this. My father and I were very close when I was Ben's age. And then my father became a Salvation Army officer. And literally from the time I turned 12 to today, almost the only time I ever saw him was on Sundays when he was up front preaching. Saturday night when he was working on his sermon at home. Even with that, in many ways, the man that's sitting in that wheelchair right now or laying in that hospital bed right now really isn't the man I knew as my father anymore. He's, his body has failed him. His mind is gone, if not gone already. And I found myself wondering, why would someone who served his entire life for God, why, why would God let this happen? When my uncle passed away, Back in 2016, yep, month before my knee replacement, he went after a stroke and in a fairly, I don't want to say quick way, but, but it wasn't a long, drawn-out process, at least not from my viewpoint. My father and my uncle dedicated their lives to this idea, to this service. And now it seems like when that service should be rewarded, things were dragged out into a way that just didn't seem to make sense to me. If his mind, however, was gone, I mean, if, his, if, if everything in his head is just kind of, mm, at this point, why permit that? And I found myself the other day yelling at God about, why are you letting this go on? Why? Why? What's the point? I found peace with my answer, which is, of course, 
what the rabbis teach, which is very simply this. The day you're born is the day that God determined that the world could not function properly without you. And the day you die is the day that God has determined that the world doesn't need you anymore, that that you have fulfilled your purpose and your mission. I said that to my father. I said, you're still here, so you still have something to do. Find whatever that is and get on it. I don't know if it got through to him or not. I have no idea because I, I thought I was talking to someone who was lucid and connected only to find out that that's not the case. I hope I did. I hope I got there. Starting tomorrow morning, well, Wednesday morning, to tell you the day you will see this, I'm, obviously I'm recording this Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, my wife and I will get in the car and we will go to Oklahoma City. Because I'll be gone basically until the end of the month. We'll be back. Cammy will be back earlier. Um, because of that, there won't be any uh, Dave Bowman show. There won't be any plausibly live shows till the end of the, till next month, till August. There won't be any, it probably won't be on uh, Bill's show until the end of the month, until next month. There's not going to be any WTF. Rod and I have talked about that. And there won't be any sub that unless Eric decides he wants to do it solo. But I will go to Oklahoma City. I'll take Ben with me. And I will go to that spot right there that I just showed you in the video. That spot holds deep meaning to me. That spot is on Exchange Avenue. Coming off of McKinley, or it's on McKinley Avenue, sorry, coming off of 14th. Southwest 14th, as you turn the corner, leaving my grandparents' house, my ancestral family home, that is the view we had of Oklahoma City. Most of my ancestors, my my recent ancestors, the, the last three generations, rest here in Oklahoma City. Not right there, but in Oklahoma City. And the one thing that I will do above all else is I will go to that spot right there, gazing towards downtown Oklahoma City. And I hope that I will be able to get there at night. And if I can get there at night, I will look up at the stars. And I will think about how blessed I am to live in a time 13.5 billion years, thanks to amazing things, thanks to Einstein, thanks to the James Webb Space Telescope, thanks to the Hubble Telescope, thanks to men who went and explored and women who've gone to explore, thanks for people who wrote books, Carl Sagan and others. I'll think about the fact that 13 and a half billion year, light years for me represents all of creation. And as I've said so many times, 
I don't need faith to tell me that there's a God. I need faith to tell me that in all of that, in all of that, I matter. And as I look up at the stars in Oklahoma City this coming week, think about how blessed I have been. My family and my history that all started back with the Big Bang. Think to myself, 13 and a half billion years to me just doesn't seem like all that long a time anymore.